So, um, when did you, when did you hit upon the idea of, of coming out west, and how? Was oh, that? then, uh, then uh, we were this. Uh, this was sort of say we hit, we hit. Uh, it was almost going towards midsummer. It was about midsummer when we hit the Middle West, and the Middle West is very hot. Mm -hmm. So we spent a very hot summer there. And it's, in in Alito. In Alito, yes, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and as it started to cool off, and, and because we, we knew that it was it would be pleasant there for only a while, which we enjoyed, mm -hmm. and it was really very nice, a uh, new experience for me, different type of country. And, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, our thoughts started to, to, to go towards, what the hell are we, uh, where are we going to go spend the winter, you know? I mean, I had uh, no, no notions in my mind that I was going to spend a cold winter so, mm -hmm. you know. Francis didn't either, I'm and sure. Francis didn't either. So uh, it was. Um, so I think her uh, her father just, uh, bought us a second-hand car, an old Cottonson Minister, and he used it one time. It was a, a virgin and everything except its age. <laughs> and uh, it took us took us to uh, to Tucson. Did now? Did it seems to me. Did you pick Tucson specifically because of its um, climate relative to your health, or just was it just a town? We were. Uh, oh, that uh, that is my age to know. I always forget to mention that we were actually not heading for Tucson particularly. We had met people who had lived there you know, before, and uh, Francis had a, had a friend there who was a, a neighbor, a, a neighbor of theirs in the leader. Who had moved to Tucson? Who had moved to Tucson and had lived there, you know, for quite a number of years. And uh, so we were going to so we were going to go to California and have a look at California, mm -hmm. and but we were going to st stop in Tucson. Well, we never got away from Tucson. You just stopped, stopped in Tucson, and then that was that. We were there for three years. We left <coughs> left during the summers. And um, so you just liked Tucson enough that you just stayed. Oh, yeah, it was, it was uh, for a for a winter place. It was just absolutely fantastic, you know. Except yeah. we found that it was inconvenient. To have to move away during the summer because mm -hmm. it was so hot. Right? Mm -hmm. Let me let me pause here in the in the linear account and just ask you this question: um, You had been raised in Brazil. You had traveled in Europe at this point, and you'd seen the, the Midwestern and Eastern, kind of northeastern parts of the United States. But it seems to me that that the the whole feeling of the of the western part of the of the country, particularly let's say this region, is so different than any of those other things. I'm just wondering what went through your mind as you Particularly driving as you as you drive into this region, you know. Did did you know? we were very impressed? I remember being very impressed myself with uh, with this peculiar, almost sometimes cardboard-like uh, outlines, you know, on the horizon. But these tonalities. <coughs> uh, this was uh, this was uh, uh, around the beginning of, of November, and uh, driving, you know, was pleasant, was warm, you know, just still a little warm to Texas. A very pleasant. Uh, by the time we got to Mexico and uh, and uh, and, uh, but by the time we we uh, well, we got to see what the, uh, with some of these mountains and hills and so forth and atmospheric conditions and all these bits of sand and, and uh, all empty stretches, how all this matched, you know, put it together. Mm -hmm. There was a uh, there was a. Uh, um, Beckoning, you know, kind of a fascination about the, this whole thing. Mm -hmm. oh, wait, pardon me, what kind of fascination? Uh, beckoning, you know, uh -huh. 
just calling you in a way. But but the uh, back of that, of course, is always the the, uh, the newcomer, the Easterners, uh, the newcomer. So sort of question to himself, how the hell can you make a living? How can you live? How can mm -hmm. you support yourself in this in this waste? You know? Yeah. And of course, the, uh, the miracle of towns like Tucson and others is that, that this was a beginning. I mean, people made beginnings in supporting themselves within these wastes. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just simply, uh, that was at the other extreme of the scale. I was accustomed to, to countries where moisture abounded, you know, and uh, here, here was the other way. But it has its own fascination. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the days were just, the, these, these uh, November days, still, absolutely still quality. In the evenings, you know, just getting a little colder. But not in the nights, not early in the winter, the, the nights were really so harsh. And it, there was just a real quality to this, tone-wise, and color-wise. Like all of this, all of this, uh, really, I, I, th I think more and more started to, to, uh, to lay the foundations for clarifying my preferences. I, you know, I, I had some preferences I had painted before, I'd done all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think more and more, uh, I began to, to get the uh, sort of the pre a preview of the, of the the, the, the big game, whatever that is, really is about is, is, a, is a, how do we put match all these things together? How do we, how do we put into a painting or, or whatever or into, or into a life and, and have them get along with each other, the things you know, that we really can say yes to? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the difficulty that people often have is that they that they, they, they think they get, well, I, I, if I have this, then I can't have that. Mm -hmm. And then they, they see that there's a, a mismatch. Well, uh, life is to live that discrepancy between the things that we cannot really have. And, and yet, and yet uh, we only have life by having lived that discrepancy. There's, many, there's no other way. I mean, to possess the thing that we see uh, would only stop us in our tracks and we would get nowhere. We wouldn't be moving. You know? we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be, uh, we couldn't move on. Experience experience. So you come to Tucson and um, you, you spent about three years in Tucson. Yeah, yeah, we went. The first, uh, <coughs> the first summer we uh, spent in Albuquerque. We met some friends, uh, people that became very friendly, and, and we went to Albuquerque together. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald McKenzie and his wife. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and McKenzie was a, was a very knowledgeable uh, person in, in literature and various things. He spoke German, taught German. It was the first American that I had ever met, uh, and I've got it much many, that were able to learn a foreign language and really speak it well. And he learned it from books, primarily. He learned it from books. They went to Germany. He went no, to Germany. He spends a lot of time in Germany when he can. Did, did he teach in Tucson? And he, he was teaching in Tucson at a boys' school. Uh, and then eventually he ended up going to California to uh, Stanford to, to uh, work. 
you know, with my PhD. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then after that, three years after that, he's been in the Middle West and, and he's been in, uh, in Albuquerque. He ended up spending the rest of his life in Albuquerque and he's still there. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, the, the real question, well, there's two questions that come together really relative to this period when you're in Tucson and summering in other places is, is uh, first of all, is, is what did you do? I mean, the sense of, you know, what occupied your energy? Um, well, let's, let's talk about that first. That's just Painting and drawing, and, and I did a lot of drawing. I, mean, I did a tremendous amount of drawing. And uh, it was the thing that, that was most basic, and, uh, and I, I became very proficient in, in, in things that in, I wasn't particularly very interested in doing what Sheila was doing or anything like that, but just as a nominally, you know, for you to have some notion. You know? In mm-hmm. other words, I was interested in things which were clean, quite a few rectilinear situations in it. Had an architectural touch, you know, because of my own background, and uh, it was a natural subject matter. You know, it's the thing my, I've been preoccupied with, mm-hmm. and so it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to uh, uh, to 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 start moving until you until you know what to, in a sense, without having to tell yourself what your subject matter is, and uh, it's, it's a very it's a very peculiar kind of thing, but it's very, very basic because ultimately, the, uh, uh, the, this is hard to believe uh, as, a, as, a, as a first statement, it sounds too simple, but what distinguishes great artists from another great artist kind of among themselves is that they really have different subject matter. And, uh, you know, often, uh, you know, if you if you think, well, this man painted cows and that man painted cows, uh, that's too simplistic. Mm-hmm. The uh, it's the way it was done, the subject matter in art. It's the way something is done, the way things are done, and uh, it's an amalgam of a great many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. As you're saying, it's a, a distinction that's coming to my mind that uh, I heard made in a lecture uh, a year ago or so that uh, between uh, this person was talking about subject and subject matter, and making in, in his terminology distinction that subject matter was sort of what was out there in the world, mm-hmm. and subject was what was in the work, and that the, the relation between the two was not, a, not a, a direct, obvious one, you know, that two people could be looking at the same subject matter, the raw matter, so to speak, and their actual subjects of their work could be quite different. Uh, it seems to me that's congenial to what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Ascension. And uh, so uh, the... the uh then, uh, to try to track down a little bit what happens next, we'd have to find that, obviously, uh, we occupy ourselves and preoccupy ourselves, you know, with a number of things, things we surround ourselves by, what we read, what we tend to uh, discard of that, or what we think we discard. Anyway, how we, how we deal with the things that concern us or seem to interest us, attract us, or, or maybe we even try to get rid of and can't quite get rid of. doesn't seem to matter. That's part of it. But all of that leaves its trace in, in, this, in this conglomerate, which is, the, is finally the, the, uh, the subject matter. You know, I mean, the, way, the, the way a man, the way somebody really puts it in the gut. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, 
it's this particular because obviously again there there we, we get another glimpse of of a situation where you really have a endless possibilities of mismatch and the guy and the guy who uh, is is uh, is a ch is chicken you know uh, too easily alarmed he's got too many other problems you know and, and uh, um, <laughs> let's take a guy who's got to see his analyst too often uh, obviously he's got nothing but mismatches in his collection and uh, but now an interesting part about this comes out is that if you have to if you if you don't have any mismatches in your collection, you're a lousy collector. You haven't got a collection either. Mm -hmm. See? So these are, are tremendously, uh, uh, tremendously uh, 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 profound and, and difficult problems. And, and uh, the right balance of yeah. And this, this are these are ways that I think have not been uh, properly uh, used to explain this particular thing. I think some analysts could have done a hell of a lot better than what I've seen in their books uh, about, you know, the telling this thing, story, this par parable of the collection, you know, and the mismatch. If you haven't got any mismatch, you haven't got a collection. What variety can you show anyone? Yeah? You're going to collect that same stamp over again, mm -hmm. exactly the same, exactly the same shape. Right? Yeah? Then it becomes points, you know? mm -hmm. points that are invisible. When you, when, you, when you have to, to start working at points that are invisible, you have to start to believe. And when you start to believe, then you have difficulty in believing, you see, which is again a mismatch. So this is another way of going in the accommodation world. Yeah. See, I, I, you're following it. It's on the tape. Um, I'm, it's on the tape. You I'm close. I'm not sure I'm following it exactly. But it's a... Well, I wanted to go back and ask another question. That's a, it won't be alive. In other words, it's not alive if if, if there isn't a, if there isn't something a, a pushing the guy around. I mean, in other words, he has to he has to still not feel comfortable. He wants to increase, and of course, usually the idea is to increase the collection, or to make the to make the collection of the facts. Or in other words, what one is engaged in, you know, more compatible, you know, and. Uh, well, if it's alive, there will be all great, great gaps. I mean, the ideal, ideally, a couple gets married because they, they, they think they're compatible in a sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, what they really agree to, you see, is to, is to uh, make a big thing over their mismatch. You see. And this would be as close to the success as possible. Mm -hmm. Can't come close. And, and so this takes us back, I got started on this because of the describing subject matter, you know, and things like that. So the collections of things that we have, I mean, uh, they have a heck of a lot in common, but they have a lot of things not in common. And uh, this lively discrepancy between things and this uh, loving fight to see that they could still get together, you know. And uh, this, this is what some of these... Uh, uh, Photographs of objects and things you know that I have and other things represent. I mean, they're just fights to get some. All of these things that I was interested in are a great chunk of this. Uh, I begin to see the possibility of a, a few, uh, you know, a few fusions there here. Mm -hmm. A few things going to disappear. Ideally, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the the nominal idea of subject would be: you take something, you the photograph. You take something, you put it somewhere, and if it disappears. That's the thing that you should photograph. 
Well, if it doesn't disappear, you have the remnants of a privileged condition left, which is still fighting to look different from where you put it. Okay? It's kind of like what you're saying about uh, moving something in the room and the cat's noticing. Yeah. Yeah, and this it is, of course, an endless game of uh, pushing those things around. Hmm. And photography is a, is, a, uh, is, a, is, a, is a is a great shepherd of herding a collection, because it loses nothing. It never loses a sheep. Anyway. <laughs> Are there no wolves in photography? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the things that we do with it once in a while take a great <laughs> whack out of it. But let us go on with a sort of narrative uh, aspect of this a, a bit. Because, um, you know, one of, one of my questions uh, simply here is that you've, you've left Brazil uh, uh, over a year ago and to, by the time you're in Tucson. Um, and I'm just wondering, how are you surviving? Uh. You know. <laughs> This is the bleak, almost yeah. the bleakest point of the depression. That's right. Well, these these things, uh, uh, the more the more in situations like that, the more one starts to try to visualize how a thing will work out, mm -hmm. uh, the more desperate you get because there, you know, the the, 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 the the nominal solutions are have have ceased to be operative. Everybody else is proving it to you. Everybody else is in the same situation. And so what what we simply did there for a few uh, for. Uh, I don't know whether it was a month or two. Francis's father said it or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it was very, very small. Well, but you know, you could, uh, inside of these there, you could buy a whole bunch of vegetables. I mean, bundles and bundles of vegetables for a nickel. So it was not a, much of a problem. The question was to have any money at all. Mm -hmm. And um, so then she started to. Uh, well, uh, let's see how does it, how does some of this get started actually the, uh, some of the actual detail. Was your father helping support you at this period? Uh, no, well? not at all, not at all. Yes, the, the depression was on uh, was down on there, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and we, were, we I, I was happy when I was uh, you know to to get a letter that wasn't particularly plaintive about. Yeah. Um, so he had helped you go to Europe and come back, and at that point the depression caught up with him. Uh, Francis, I mean, Francis's father helped us to get back here. Mm -hmm. And uh, towards the end uh, of our stay in, in Rosa, we had difficulty getting money out of Brazil. Uh -huh. And actually what was happening was not just that my father's difficulty. You know, it, uh, the Brazilian government was just was curtailing currency. Uh, right, trying to keep it in the country. Yeah, and, and so it was just a bundle of things. Yeah. So at that, at that point, uh, uh, Francis's father started to help. And... Uh, and I really paid for the tickets to get, get us back there, and uh, some more. And uh, well, but to take us to Tucson. So here we were in Tucson, and, and uh, but we met through Francis's friends, uh, you know, there. We started to meet some people, and this happened very quickly. You know, young people move very quickly. Mm -hmm. And in no time, uh, in no time, I, I, I became known among, uh, among younger people around there, and some of you is very competent in terms of design because I, I was really very, very, very expert. They had never seen, I mean, some of these people were very skilled, and but they had never had a teacher or seen anybody who could explain what they were doing. Mm -hmm. said, and, and someone would say to me, I just can't believe it that I've spent all this time, you know, getting trained here and there. And nobody ever told me, you know, uh, you know why I pushed this house a little bit farther over or I tend to move this tree, you know. And what these problems were. 
so uh, uh, design. Uh, uh, so what happened then? We met met at a. a uh, Francis was doing also some uh, babysitting, and uh, so to uh, suit some somebody, we met somebody uh, who's quite an old lady now, still living in Tucson, and she had a had a daughter, and. Uh, so gradually, before we met her, and she had been, she had, she was very influential. She was a very respected person and very capable uh, among the artists around there. And when she gave said the, said the word, you know, this guy felt someone really something. You know, it was it was just it was like nothing. And then the next the next winter we set up and, and uh, for two years we did we taught together. We taught some classes. You and this woman. And this woman, she did. Uh, she was teaching oil painting, and I was uh, I was teaching uh, design and, and the watercolor and drawing. More or less of a sort of private class situation. Yeah, that's right. We had. Uh, what did she have a studio or part no, of? No, we had rented. We had rented a place that had been a, a sort of an old photography studio that had a skylight, hmm. and uh, we lived in the back of this place and, and uh, in the front. We, we had, <laughs> Where was this? On Fourth Avenue in Tucson, not far from that underpass. You know, you know, you know this. I don't know it, but I'm yeah, yeah I'm sure it's a common landmark. <laughs> and uh, so uh, uh, Lucy Milo uh, was, uh, was, you know, she liked us. Now I liked the, uh, I appreciate the fact that she was very competent at this. What was her name? Lucy Milo. 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 And uh, she had uh, she had been very beautifully trained. At the Pennsylvania Academy, oh, and, yeah. and so she really had a background. She knew she, I wasn't kidding, and and so I did a lot, helped her a lot with her own work. And she just she recently just showed us, you know, when we were down there, things that I helped her learn, you know. And I had had I didn't remember, you know, at all, because I mean, I, and I and she said Fred is fantastic. He he knows how to do something when there's st still nothing on the painting, you know. Well, you see, that takes us to the stage of the original, of working on original sketches. Remember that I, mm -hmm. so my, that's mm -hmm. where, where my strength was. Yeah. So, so uh, at that point, everybody's in trouble, not Fred Sowing, so, mm -hmm. because that's, that's my ground. So. Dealing with that blank and with conceptualizing this. Blank conceptualizing this. Yeah, I said, you, okay, so you commit yourself to this, you know. Right, I guess you, what is this over here? Well, I don't quite know. It's, well, I don't worry too much about what it is, you know. Uh, you know try to try to build it in some sort of a way you know that it has respect these things of respect in, in, with each other exchange of characteristics to some degree you know and so on and she was very skilled you know from standpoint being resource and so she, she she really could do this you know mm -hmm. and and uh, and so in a sense you see i, I was learning from her seeing that you see because here somebody was painting on a, on, and uh, sometimes developing a certain area in the painting just because I thought it needed more developing. You know, mm -hmm. Some of this needed to be pulled over into that. So it was somewhat of the experience of doing the painting yourself without <laughs> doing oh, it. Of course, it yeah. was absolutely marvelous. Absolutely marvelous. Mm. And later on I, I, uh, I found it in a way at the, at the ID in Chicago when I was there for a year. Mm -hmm. That that was a part that I liked too because I got the students you know, to get this, to understand this idea about uh, you know, letting me uh, go over this, the, the printing procedures with them mm -hmm. for each individual print. Yeah. To start with, and at first they thought that was funny. Yeah. But anyway, eventually they saw the advantage of that, and, they, and the idea is the same. You know, you, you, 
Now, in, in, uh... Why don't you just spell her name? Uh, well, it's Luce, I assume it's M-A-R-L-O-W-E. -E. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, it's a, whatever. The, uh, my, um... Well, you had, you had really, uh, it seems to me, I mean, uh, uh, I think I'm talking about that you're sort of leaving the actual practice of landscape architecture. And I'm wondering if you, uh, had any thoughts about continuing it in some form, the, I mean, the actual practice of it. Obviously, a lot of the elements in it are, of course, still with you in what, what you're doing. But in terms <coughs> of actually working in that field, uh, had you given any thought to that in Tucson? Uh, or, you know, at some point after Well, uh, I just, you know, uh, as, I, as I could see, things going uh, on. Uh, I, could, I could see, for one thing, I could see that, that uh, for me to get into a big time, because I was the big time when I was doing architecture, landscape architecture, you know, when I was really good. Yeah, in Rio. And, and of course, to Brazil, these were all key things, and even the things in the United States that I worked on, you know, were important things. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I wasn't going to be uh, interested in doing architecture, landscape architecture, or anything like that. Uh -huh. In the backwater, you know, there's a situation. I would have to go to New York, I'd have to go to Los Angeles. And then as, as uh, as uh, these thoughts came up, and I began to really look more specifically what people were doing, uh, I could I could see that the uh, well the, the temper at the time wasn't there, you know, and uh, I I I understand understood sometime later that that uh, in a way, uh, the time that I was in the U.S. with Davis and the time that that I also was in Rio, you know, just before the depression were really the peaks in this business. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of lushness, it was there, you know? And uh, it was sort of, it would have gone with, going to a second, it would have been in a way like going for a while, in, in any case, back to a second class status. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I could see that if I had stayed in, 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 the, you know, in finance in one way or another, before long I'd be doing, you know, I'd be on top, you know, in some way. <laughs> As it turned out, I, I did this, uh, well, the pathetic thing in the way, you know, I got into art, I mean, into photography also, eventually. And that was bad because uh, uh, it was like uh, I was working myself back into a less prestige situation. Talk about uh, second class. Uh, I mean, it was really third class. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I was also from time to time sort of examining, you know, my motives for, for, for wanting to be so fascinated with something. That was so non non productive from possibly from the standpoint of, of uh, you know selling or anything like that, but I, I just simply uh, had to realize that, that there are things going on and that there were possibilities in this that just had to be pursued, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, then uh, by uh, by about nine let's see by by about nine. Well, uh, by 1940, in any case, already 1940. And you know, I was standing next to some, some very fine uh, home etching and things like that with Francis, and I said, well, there's no, no problem at all. Uh, it's just a question of time. Someday these things will be hanging right next to these things. And these things photographs. Are, yeah, photographs that I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the intriguing thing uh, at that point was was to, to sort of want to try to project, like we try to project and say, Jesus, uh, what if I continue to work like I'm, you know, really gaining ground here? Mm -hmm. What the hell is this going to look like in 20 years from now, you know? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Well, it's absolutely impossible. Sure. If you, if you knew, you wouldn't do it. You know, because it's because you already have the understanding of this thing. Mm -hmm. You have to literally do it. But the the thing you do, of course, is to is to um, to do it. You know, do do no less well than you can do. Uh, short of being too damn fussy, you know, like, like long, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. can't do that. Did you have any, uh, or what was the nature of uh, your interest in music while you were living in Tucson? Were you able to, uh, did you have, uh, I don't know, records or whatever was the thing? Or were you, were you no, and, and uh, we did uh, we did go to a few concerts in Bailey, and, and, uh, but uh, that was, that wasn't my, it was a great preoccupation. It wasn't the main part of your life no, in Tucson? No, it wasn't a great, you know, but I, my, uh, uh, <coughs> But in 19, uh, see, when just about the time, towards the end of the third year there, mm -hmm. uh, Francis had the chance to go and, uh, and do some, uh, do, take, some uh, take some work about, uh, you know, to become, in other words, some training as a social worker. And uh, some friends of hers that hers arranged that, friends of ours, through the university there. And so Francis got in to Tucson. go. Yeah, she, but yeah, it was arranged there. But, and... Uh, then she she got to go in the state you know state of Arizona was training a number of people for this, and uh, they were just setting up the uh, the, uh, the social service beginning of social services, mm -hmm. and um, so she went to the University of Southern California for one half year. Uh huh. In what thirty three or thirty four? Thirty four. In the fall of thirty four. Yeah. And so this is uh, the thing that I've seen where it says you spent six months in Los Angeles. Yeah. And Uh-huh, in what, 33 in or 34? 34, in the fall of 34. Yeah, and so this is uh, the thing that I've seen where it says you spent six months in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it was during the fall of 34. That, that's right, and uh, that's where one day, you know, I was in a, in a fine <coughs> art library, at the very, very fine one down at the, uh, for the uh, city of Los Angeles uh, library. Mm -hmm. I mean, unbelievably fine art library. Now, just, uh, a public library? Yeah, just I just I gasp when I think about it now, how good it was, you know. Hmm. And uh, very low, I still remember a lot of the books there were in it. And I, I, you know, I used to go there every week and look. And then uh, one day, I, I, I don't know why I didn't particularly pay any attention, I realized that right next door to this place, this big complex of buildings, was another uh, musical library. And boy, were they beautifully stocked, you know, with things. So I, uh, I, um, I sort of so barely stepped inside the door, and, and I seen, you know, how they would stand things up, you know, and they, to show you the Bates books, and, you know, and I see all these scores, and I saw that flash back in my mind, you know, how I, I had in years past said to myself, well, some, well, someday you ought to look at, you know, have a look at some musical scores, because I had seen scores standing on and beyond, as you know, and I, mm -hmm. and I thought they were kind of handsome-looking mm -hmm. things, and uh, so I did, and I got, for, I, I thought it was really, you know, worth seeing, but uh, I hadn't spent, and I went back the next day, and then I, then I went back once more that week, something like that. I don't know exactly, but. Um, but one thing became, I became convinced, and that uh, proven to be quite the case, that only the really super composers, in other words, the ones that the tradition, you know, really has, has, has said, you know, they're the great guys, they're the only ones who have good-looking scores. 
and the others have amazingly poor scores. I mean, I really mean bad, some of them. And it's amazing how fairly good the music still can be in terms of, mm -hmm. of general conceptions of music mm. and uh, get away with it. But the, the best music is, is, is only, apparently only goes with a good score. And with good score, now the question is, what are some of these characteristics of a better score? Mm -hmm. well, um, you, you, can make, you, can, you can write the music like uh, Burns and uh, with beautiful clusters you know, here and there on the page. But you, the, the page the, as a whole, you know, hasn't got it. Mm -hmm. But you, you take a handle of, of Sebastian Bach, and the people like Debussy really have a, have a distribution in the page mm -hmm. that is magnificent. Now, it was a number of years before you, you made the jump into actually trying to, to create the music from that standpoint. Yeah, the, it's about uh, 39. Yeah, now, yeah let, me, let me complete that a little bit. Uh, what happened next at this, at this point, uh, uh, once I had the feeling, you know, that, uh, um, oh, uh, I, first of all, I wanted to, uh, I, I did, I, I did, went to quite a little trouble, uh, getting a few friends together, and when I was opportunity uh, presented itself, to see if this notion, whether these were really good, the best looking scores, you know, was just my notion of whether that would hold with others. <clears throat> well, it turned out that that uh, it was unbelievable. It was way over the 90%, almost, you know, these people. So, uh, so I, I began to think, well, <clears throat> maybe I'm only showing them, you know, certain things, I'm not showing them up. So I started to show people all kinds of things, and they just, you know, just go, go so I'm like, like, forget it. I won't wear this trash, you know, mm -hmm. kind of And uh, <clears throat> so another year, I'd seen I must have, I know, some time uh, passed, and, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, then, then uh, I asked them, okay, now what, what, so here's this beautiful insight, which I'm sure was, was completely valid and, and undoubtedly is going to be, I just want, I want my name connected with this, because I, I have a feeling that nobody put that much uh, weight into it that clearly at, mm -hmm. at, at that early time. Since then, people have done all kinds of things because other things have happened because of mixed media, you know, and all that right, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. But not for, for pure reasons like that. Well, so I start, so I started to ask myself the uh, face the hard question, which was if it, if there is real sense in what you are saying to yourself, or even, you know, that this is is uh, that it takes a really a beautiful score to make first-rate music. Why not design scores? in the first place. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you, you can see how this falls right back into the story how I was telling how I was helping this woman. It's always that it's always that first stage when there's almost nothing there. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm best at. You know? And uh, okay, so so eventually the, the uh, oh, oh that it would have to be good music or you know and, uh, if that was the case. And uh, well it turned out turned out to, to work that way. But there was sort of an odyssey how, how to prove that was kind of a problem because I needed to you know, get the help of musicians. Mm -hmm. First of all, I, I, I tried to do what I could do by myself, which was uh, to simply sit down and started to draw and draw and draw scores like, like, they're, like they're orthodox scores, you know, just to get the feeling of this, just so that it's trying to get something of the notation feeling, the shorthand feeling, you know, mm -hmm. for, for notation. And so, so that 
So in the novel, it's like I, I can sort of make a call it a phony idea of, of what a, a cleft looks like, you know, and mm -hmm. just, get, just gradually get this. And it got a little bit better. It got so that I could, you know, uh, begin to make some sense to start sketching out the scores. And so I, uh, one day I was in Tucson, I remember, and there's a friend of mine down there, Boris Davis, who uh, <coughs> uh, had a piano in his home and had played in, in orchestras and bands. Pardon, what was his name? Forrest Davis. And uh, much against his uh, better judgment, you know, he uh, agreed to, to try something. He said, he finally, he says, why not I mean, you talk about this stuff? Why don't you make a few bars and I'll play the damn things. I'll try it. I mean, it's like saying, like saying you'll soon find out this. Uh -huh. That this is this is just nonsense. Mm -hmm. well, so uh, I I made it about about three or four bars, and uh, he was you know he was about two thirds in in the first bar, and, and uh, he began sort of giving a little I say, oh my God, this might work. <laughs> you know, this I see possibilities. Says, but no, I says, yeah, you're not being clear here about this. You know, like, well, I'm not quite clear. I say, but anyway. So the, the problem started to, to, uh, to come in gradually that I really couldn't tell the musicians what exact notes you know, I could have. You know? mm -hmm. But there happened the thing, which is I probably one of the real finds that I consider myself important finds, and, and I would say contribution to a lot of things on my part. Mm -hmm. And that is the distinction between position and occupier. What, and this, it, 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 it arose first in the scores, and this is how it arose. The guy would ask, that, uh, uh, later on, for instance, uh, people would ask, uh, all right, now is this, a, is this a quarter note? Is this an eighth note? Is this, what is this? this uh, and uh, I'd say, well, I don't really know. And they said, well, uh, first they were very annoyed. And I, uh, I said, uh, well, could, could you try this? Could you try that? And then they would try it. And uh, then they would say, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't seem to make so much difference, which sort of sounded at first like it might be a sarcastic remark. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make a lot of difference whether we make it a quarter note or an eighth note or a twelfth note, you know. Mm -hmm. But if, if I remember the first guy when he is uh, saying, uh, but, it, uh, but let's, let's be sure we play it where it is. And uh, then a, a musician, you know, another musician, some uh, months, you know, a year later, mm -hmm. in a similar situation, also, you know, ended up saying the same thing. And so gradually I became aware of, you know, position and occupier, this the idea. You know. so, so, and so. I started to look at that also in terms of what this, what this transferred to a painting, you know, what this means, where a thing is and what it is, you know. And, and uh, so that it turns out that physics is, is you know, all about that. Well, um, I'm wondering if we had to pursue the whole thing of music here right at this point, all the way. It's a, um, let, me, let me ask a few questions about the chronology. This. You were, it's 1934 when you're in Los Angeles that you first see the scores. Um, and there's some confusion uh, in my mind because of what's in the published uh, chronologies as to just how long it was before you um, actually began to produce scores. Was it very soon after that that you began to try no, it? No, no. Or was it about five years? Uh, no, it's more, it's more like, uh, I, I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't want to commit myself to the uh, exact number of years sure, at this just point. But I was just gradually getting into it because, you see, we, we were highly isolated here for a while. 
and we didn't have a piano. And uh, in, in the more recent years, it's been great because we have a piano here, you know. You mean like right after you moved up to Prescott, particularly? Yeah, we didn't have a piano. And, and mm -hmm. so, uh, well, when was it that Furry would have been playing this? At who? Uh, that was uh, oh, first That was about the time. Of the, that was about. I would say it's about the time, the beginning of the, of the, of the war. You know. And, uh, oh, so that was quite 30, like forty-one beginning. Like forty-one, something like that. Mm -hmm. So it just would have been in that few years right before that. So there was quite. To... Yeah, there was quite a gap there. I, I did a lot of. Uh, uh, I had, uh, you know, I was in Los Angeles and in, in here. I had done quite a bit of drawing by myself, getting, whipping, you know, getting into the spirit of how to mm -hmm. make a score to draw. And uh, but then after I uh, after after I saw what you know what happened in Forest Davis, which which in a kind of a way, I was so pleasant, but wasn't a surprise. You know? <laughs> right? It was almost I said, oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. You know, so, yeah. More like the confirmation of a hypothesis than a yeah. complete surprise. Yeah. And uh, so um, then I, on the, on the strength of that, I really started to to uh, to train, you know, you know, to really exercise, in other words. To get myself into in, into uh, sketching scores, sketching mm -hmm. scores, sketching, so looking at and then and looking at layouts of scores, and so on. And uh, then another year or two passed, and, and uh, somebody would show up here, and I showed up, who was actually a violinist, but he uh, he was an artist. That's why he showed up. But he he played the violin. He was a Swiss. He played the violin. It was as an instrument, you know. But he also knew nothing about the piano, you know. He knew, knew a good deal about music, and new music general. Mm -hmm. He's quite knowledgeable about new, new, new music. So it was, uh, you know, gradually one thing led to another. So we went to some, went to somebody who had a piano. I think Lauren had. That's right. That's about the time we first met Lauren. This is it. Now, when like a couple of years after you'd moved to Prescott, or <coughs> soon after you'd moved to Prescott. Not too many years after we moved to Prescott. About uh, somewhere in that period. Five or six years after. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, so every time, every time I, uh, let's say I met, is the, well, these gaps were, were in a way uh, sickening because I, you know, I had the feeling the time was, you know, was moving away and I mm -hmm. liked to have a chance. But you can't, it isn't just a question either of just finding a musician because some people uh, just thought the idea was horrible, they wouldn't mm -hmm. touch it, you know, there's still some people who wouldn't touch it. Sure. Did, did you, yeah. um, I'm curious. In any of the exhibits you had of your artwork at this point and during this period, did you ever exhibit any of the, the drawings that, that had been some of the things you're working on for the scores? I mean, not calling them scores, but just exhibiting them as drawings. Any point did that was that just a, a didn't occur? To no, you what happened? What happened was that the the scores were very influenced by the drawings that I was generally making anyway. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, the drawings became influenced by the fact that I had been working on scores. So, so and I'll be I'll be showing you some drawings if you wish. Yeah, I would like to see some drawings. Um, I I have some slides of some scores also that maybe we might look at just now and uh, discuss perhaps. Let me uh, let's take a little stretch here and uh, let, me, let me do this. I thought it would be uh, again uh, what I, I have even less of an idea of exactly how appropriate some of these things are, but you can uh, tell me <laughs> about that. Alex, would you be interested in pulling that uh, that uh, projector over here in the store? Oh, sure. You, we don't need to pull a curtain, do we? Uh, no, no. I just got... Did you have the projector on this little... Uh, little stool. Piano stool? Yeah. Just, uh, oh, right, it's a piano stool. That's appropriate. Just 
trying to keep all these things in order. Now let me see here. It's getting a little cold in here. Maybe uh, are you people? Uh, well, the, I can, well, you can turn up the heat if you'd like. I'll take my sweater off. It seems to be off. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. You want you want this turned up for a while? Yeah. Well, sure. Uh, yeah. Not too much. No, whatever's comfortable for you is no problem. Uh, also, I'm a little closer to the window. That's, that's true, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's just do this. Let's see if we can arrange this again so they both run. It's really such an amazing little... No, it's not. Let's fiddle with the cord here. Can you can you turn it sideways in your way? Uh, I can. Well, I can I can see him pretty pretty well here. No, no, it's for my. I can see I can see it this way. This way I don't get the direct. Oh, the glare. Okay, the sure. Direct bounce. All right, let me. Uh, let me split the difference between us. Okay, yeah, I can get get it there. Okay, this I just threw. Uh, like I say, these are these are a funny group of things, um, <coughs> and. Uh, their appropriateness is well, we'll determine. Mm -hmm. The uh, but I have a kind of again, it's sort of a historical survey of these things. Uh, this being a medieval score from about 1340 or so, uh, really almost a page of text, a very rudimentary music notation. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought it was a more as a page of text, really, is, is how, I, uh, how I see it. But it's a nice, uh, mm -hmm. nice thing. And then here is a. Uh, yeah. Now, one of the questions that I had had that actually, uh, uh, I think you've answered somewhere, but uh, was about whether it was the actual autographic score or the scores that might be printed. In a uh, well, that's that's in itself a very interesting phenomenon. The uh, the, the uh, most often or very often. The, obviously, the, 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 the good composers, you know, have very have a very interesting uh, shorthand and, and or just simply a fluid, Mark, and beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah. way of drawing. And writing to them is, is one. But what happens is this: that that uh, you take, for instance, uh, something that is very, very, very unique in in, in, in an autograph uh, score, and you say, Jesus. Uh, uh, but now what happens unless oh, gets printed? And the surprise of surprises is that the things will look very different, but they will be gorgeous. Because there's a, so much life, there's so much many possibilities of things coming together. You know? mm -hmm. There's just so much going on. And and uh, there is a uh, there there is some rationale, you know, some rationale, some guiding, something building to these things. That the structure these is what that the structure persists in in the in the, so that at some point it's sort of the printed scores of top notch uh, people are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Also in their own right they look very different. You know, don't always have to, but mm -hmm. often do. Yeah. Well, m most of what I collected just because of my initial thought about it was uh, autographic types of things. Mm -hmm. uh, some Beethoven. Mm -hmm. uh, and some things crossed out. 
And of course, in the printed page, then these deletions would would just be drawn together, and it wouldn't really have a different uh, different look. There's another uh, another piece of that same score. This is a bronze. You commented about bronze. This is uh, that's interesting. This is from Mahler's Tenth Symphony. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Makes it a very nice projection. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and it's funny in a sense. Mm -hmm. The 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 whole uh, method for me to try and find these, in a sense, really relates to uh, your whole ideas about this. Because I mean, I would just. I had the entire score, and I was just sort of going through it, and at some point, something, you know, I said, well, this one maybe I want. You yeah, know? you have the entire score of this one? I, I did oh, have the entire score to choose from. Oh, library. Somebody yeah. has it? Yeah, I, I went up to the Eastman School of Music, and oh, I was great. able to get all this material. Oh, they, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there would be just fun. Talk about corners, I mean, like, that's... that's Talk about what? Corners, I mean, all, these, this is all filled, I mean, there's this little, very, very different treatment every, <laughs> every corner, and then there's these blocks that relate across. You know what we should do? I, I, I want to see what, you know, everything, you know, to, to, to the maximum degree, what you have done, you know, in, in connection with this, because uh, your structure, of, uh, in other words, your sketch of, the, of how this might work out and what we, is considered, you know, to be considered, mm -hmm. is very valuable. But I think it would be uh, uh, maybe uh, just about time that you that you saw some drawings mm -hmm. and uh, and scores yeah and because uh, well let's just just a few yeah. more let's go through these yeah, okay. and then we can look at look okay, at those yeah. but uh, yeah that's a I mean the reason the the slides I thought well this will at the very minimum provide us with something to to go from and of course the slide I can carry back with me yeah whereas the drawing I can't of course and that's a although anyway let's go on here this is uh, oh, this one is inside this that you put that in the right way. Just I even have it marked and I didn't put it marked. Okay. Let's make sure I have this all from that. Let's see, that's okay, this is this is Ives. So number seven slide. This just felt to me to just have a very, you know, full, in mm -hmm. the sense of having eaten the full meal, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a heavy heaviness to it. Now I have, uh, I have some other things that are considerably more modern and really not scores in, in that sense at all. Some two pages from a work called Prima Vista by a man named Cagle. Um, which were intended, let me show you the second one, uh, which were intended to be projected and for, um, I think he specifies for performers to, you know, to make uh, 
in a sense, a response to these projections, uh, indicating kind of a rising or falling intensity, you know, in the direction of the thing. And then as a perhaps a, a complete, almost a getting away from the idea of score, this uh, called a schema by Stockhausen, mm -hmm. which may go beyond uh, this notion. Something I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't uh, just for just because of time and energy. You see what the difference between what is going on and all of these things here. Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, the, the, uh, well, let's say the important point, the thing to, to, to say yeah. about the about the, uh, the the original concern that I had, which I think is the, is the, is was is still very valid in. in the, and that is the best, the best composers. I'm questioning where are influenced by the appearances of their score as they make it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that is the, the valid thing to know. And, and that, was the, that was the lever, really, uh, the crowbar, to get in there and, and uh, see if it was possible to design a thing. You know, because you're in, you know, otherwise. And it worked. And... Uh, now all of these things here, whether except uh, except for uh, uh, the handsome handle there, uh, yeah. and the uh, earlier there, or whether it was just uh, Bach, Brahms. Uh, anyway, uh, what, in most of those cases, uh, certainly, uh, uh, certainly it was typical musical practice, let us say, and 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 even with uh, with a lot of these newer, much newer people. Is that essentially they are still carrying musical using musical notation to carry the burden? You see, in other words, to, to make the presentation of what is essentially something uh, worked out up here, you know, in terms of their feelings and how they want sounds to be. Mm -hmm. They are not the music is is not made with any real respect for the page as as a, as a, as a main concern. The mm -hmm. best people break through and manage to do it that way in spite of themselves. But ah. see, only the best people. And there's the difference. Mm -hmm. now I, can, I have a lot of books here, at least one or two, uh, full of modern new music and new notation and all these things. And I can see that these people are still, they're, they're, they're trying to make them look sound like they were modern drawing, you know, modern abstract drawing or something like that. But they haven't understood that that, as a modern drawing, doesn't function. Mm -hmm. that the things that they do don't function. You know. And. Uh, this is uh, these last two things, you know. This, this might st might be uh, very stunning, you know. It might have some, might function mm -hmm. in, in here, but it doesn't function as a drawing. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's an it's an idea to help with something else, you know, to to, to, to carry the. Uh, mm -hmm. So um, let me ask this. We we've touched on this already, but um, the graphics of it, in, in other words, are not. Are, are, are not really the creative aspect of this. Mm -hmm. It's more of a purely intellectual schema. Yeah. So are you, are you um, or what's your feeling then about the score as a, I mean, in, well, let me just say this. It seems that in one sense the score could be looked at as a, a communication from the composer to the performer about how to perform. Um, or it could be looked at as a, as a, an end in itself, so to speak, as a, as a work of, of its own, without the necessity for performance. Yeah. Um, seems to me that actually, perhaps you're talking about the joining of the two. 
That's right. Then this is exactly what I've been doing now for a number of years. More and more what I've been doing is really uh, not making drawings anymore in the old sense of making drawings on paper. But or either either I make a I make a drawing on a piece of foil, which I can uh, treat with soot, transfer and make a negative out of that on a piece of glass, or I or I will make a make a score which is is a drawing, and so it will be both uh, music. It 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 will survive as music or will survive as drawing, mm -hmm. and it may survive as both, which I is what I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is you you've talked about the the element of um, randomness or chance, perhaps in in uh, and certainly in, the, in relation to the music as well as in other things. And um, I'm just wondering, you know, kind of what what role is at play at the level of of your activity um, as distinct from the where randomness comes in in terms of say a performer w working with the the score. Um, is it just randomness in the sense of uh, the way when any mark is made, there's a certain, um, you know, what am I trying to say? There is no randomness ever possible, and I'll tell you why. Uh, in a in a work, in something that's really worked out, because suppose you work very freely, you're going to get some marks just like you were describing in your own way there. Mm -hmm. You were going to get some marks that nobody knew, including the guy obviously who was making that was going to look just exactly like that, that mm -hmm. shape. But the question is, you carry that activity further, and uh, you, 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 you introduce new elements, you introduce new factors into this thing. And finally, as your collection gets bigger, you have introduced things that these things all have in common. This is a very, very strange and very, very beautiful uh, idea. Because as you go forward and make and complete the, the page, let's say, mm -hmm. you are completing the things that were, that you didn't do, you do, the, you know, the, let's say, Sign number three and sign number number five didn't don't connect or, or activity number three and activity number five let's say don't connect random in that in that case you mm -hmm. might say but you introduce a factor which makes them brings them together so in a sense the the initial sort of gesture ah. has a random quality but as you add gestures the structure no, the, the, the first one is is fine is, is unbelievably final and here's what happens uh, I found at the beginning. I found at the beginning. I can tell when I start a score or make a drawing. That's the first little beginning there. A few lines I I, I know, and I've taught myself now. You know, not to pay attention to this because it stops you, puts you mm -hmm. all of this thing. Because this is the generating thing. And uh, if you start, if you make a good start, you can carry this thing on and on and on and on. You know, and it's that way exactly in in, in speaking. If you start a sentence properly with the two right words, you can go on, and it's it's like you're charmed, mm -hmm. living a charmed life. But if you start with two or three that are bad, you know, mm -hmm. you've seen guys trying to go this thing, yeah. don't make it. Mm 